The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. Energy Matters to You seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. And now your hosts, Ron Galuli and Leo Ryan. Hello and welcome to Energy Matters to You. My name is Leo Ryan, and as always, joined by my co-host and friend, Ron Galuli. Ron, nice to see you. Yeah, great to see you. Good morning. AW, what's going on in the chapter? Well, I had a great meeting last month. It was down in Cambridge uh, about energy efficiency labs. So they had a forum there. So that was very enlightening. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for lab energy efficiency savings. So the next meeting, I think, is on geothermal. And that's a joint meeting with the ASHRAE. And that's in March. So we have quite a bit going on. John Ma, who's the current president, has done a great job. Yeah, that's great. He and, and, and Derek have both been really helpful to the Yeah, podcast. Derek as well. Yeah, it's been a big plug for the podcast and getting the word out and promoting AWE. Right, right. So we're thankful. This is the first year, probably the third or fourth AWE member that we've had on as a podcast uh, guest. So I uh, love that affiliation. Exactly. <clears throat> hey, Ron, you know, um, I was just looking at the Greentown Labs, uh, uh, their, their site, the, the Clean Tech Incubator, largest in North America, 125 uh, member companies. Thinking about that, so s- growth there is still a lot of activity. I just saw last week that uh, Gridium, our friend Tom Arnold on the West Coast, got a $14 million infusion from the folks led by uh, Navitas Capital. I'm just kind of curious, like, what are, what are you hearing about um, clean tech, energy efficiency, growth in companies in, in a general sense? Yeah, Leo. So there's been a lot of activity in clean tech, clean clean energy. Greentown Labs is obviously one of the forefronts of uh, organizations promoting clean tech. And um, in fact, I think Spark Charge got their start there. They're that mobile charging company. And I think we met the CEO probably one of the last meetings that they had there before the pandemic. So they've been a really big advocate and funding for clean tech and Clean, clean energy type companies. Well, I, I'm excited. We've we got a guest today who's a part of a hot energy efficiency company. We're going to learn about that. So I want to welcome in uh, Vishal Patwari. Vishal, wel- welcome to Energy Matters to you. Good morning, Leo and Ron. Uh, happy to be here. Now, I understand you've got you've had uh, kind of a long connection with, with AWE. Want to introduce yourself and that connection? Sure. Uh, I uh, moved to U.S. as like you know, a lot of international folks, uh, but my field of study was energy efficiency. I moved to Northeastern to pursue my master's. During my master's, I wanted to interact with industry folks and understand like how they're driving energy efficiency across different streams, you know, in a day-to-day life. That's when I got introduced to AWE. I was doing my internship at Eversource, and uh, there was a big AWE meeting. One of the speakers was talking about the need for energy efficiency in commercial buildings and different ways to do it. Got influenced with it, then got myself involved, uh, started the AWE student chapter at Northeastern, one of the 10 student chapters, which was pretty active. Since then, been part of AWE, whether it's events, webinars, there's always constant learning that happens through AWE. 
So at, at Northeastern, when you're doing your graduate work and then transitioning to Eversource, what, did you have a, a specialization, a focus that you were most interested in or a problem that you wanted to see solved? Yeah, I mean, my biggest focus was uh, everyone were after the cutting edge new technologies, but my focus was to improve the existing buildings. I mean, the biggest problem which we all have today is cutting emissions across the board. And I think the existing equipment contributes a lot to it. And you that uh, cutting emissions, we're seeing that higher, higher up in the decision-making cycle, CEOs and boards of public companies are t- trying to hold folks accountable. Is that something that you're running into? Yes. It, it has been in over the years, the last 10 years, right? Like how evolution of technology happens. Same thing happened with carbon emissions too. It was from a, a topic on a slide to a reality of like, you know, targets. This has been a significant move in the goalpost on like what can be done versus what's being done. The utilities are always the 800 pound gorilla in these conversations about energy efficiency because they command such a large budget and they, they help to direct, select, prioritize different technologies. So I'm curious about your experience with Eversource, what you might have learned in there that um, informed your, your professional development. Sure. I mean, like majority of the utilities serving Massachusetts, right? They have uh, energy efficiency goals that they need to achieve. And every year the goal kept increasing and Eversource or National Grid as a utility, they tried or they try the level best to achieve that. So that drives, that has a ripple effect across the community, right? So the customer, he wants to, he gets an incentive to get better as, you know, a company who's drive, like right now, I'm working at Butterfly. Our company wants to, like, you know, improve the customer's, you know, energy footprint and the utility incentive certainly helps. So the ripple effect which utility has in, like, you know, through the incentives is a lot. And butterfly, just so folks are aware, is B U D D, D is in dog, not, yes. not D. So butterfly. So that's great. So so Vishal, really want you to have a chance to talk to us about uh, the mission of Butterfly and maybe a little bit about about its history and foundation. Who are the folks working? I understand that you're in a, an, an exciting growth time. So just walk us through that about uh, about who some of the key folks are and and, and the growth and, and where you sit currently. Sure. Um... Butterfly is headquartered in New Haven, I mean, Shelton, Connecticut. Uh, we are the fastest growing energy company on the East Coast and second fastest growing company in energy efficiency market across the U.S. It was founded by Al Subloy, uh, who's our CEO and president. It evolved over four years from a simple controls company to a model where Everyone wins, you know, the customer wins, the utilities win, the butterfly wins, and the recipe is scalability. So we, what you call, we sign up with small and medium level businesses who are struggling today to have capital to, you know, improve their energy profile of the building. We walk in, we take over their energy profile and we invest on our dime and we try to improve the efficiency. So the customer doesn't pay a single penny, but our revenue runs with improving the efficiency. So so Vishal, energy is 
uh, as a service is not something new, but you bring a unique approach because you're targeting that small and mid-sized mm-hmm. customer where I think most energy as a service companies are looking for larger customers, but you also bring that aspect of you have your own technology, if you will, monitoring type control system. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, today we have over 25 to 30 different brands, you know, uh, scaling over 5,000 customer sites. So the way our technology works is you don't be submitter everything that's being utilized at the site. We understand the energy profile of the building. Then we try to go after three things, you know. What's the problem? You know, what's got, I mean, how can we resolve it? Who's the key players, you know, or what's the key elements to, you know, address? So today, I mean, right now I'm working on a HVAC solution, you know, to improve the biggest problem for a lot of these restaurants, which I'm currently looking at is HVAC, kitchen hoods, you know. I mean, there used to be a time where lighting was the biggest problem, but I think we all are comfortable saying LED has penetrated the market, right? So I'm, we still come across sites where there's no LEDs. We change them to, but the two biggest elements is the HVAC. And um, today, we are replacing the HVAC units from their legacy old, you know, uh, old age systems to brand new, high energy efficient equipment. That's interesting. You talk about um, you know twenty different brands and five thousand different sites, and mm-hmm. a focus on small and mid-sized companies. And I think Ron and I have experienced over our our careers that oftentimes those those type of sites, small and and and, and, and medium-sized companies, they don't have the the, the technical resources to evaluate solutions, right? So even if there's the cost-effective paybacks in less than three years, they just don't have the bandwidth to investigate them. And so one of the things that you're able to do is you, you look across 5,000 different sites these, these kind of, and you're looking for, for similar issues. Is that is that fair, uh, a value that you bring? Yes, it's, it's a fair fair value. I mean, I mean it's a, let me put it this way, right? When we capture the data, right? The data presents what you call a unique you know, scenario where there's a repeatability factor, meaning often we keep seeing HVAC as the problem across all of the sites, irrespective of the climate they're in. Often we see the imbalance of the kitchen hood causing pressure issues where folks cannot open the restaurant doors. So the issues have been, you know, after going through, I personally visited over 300 sites myself. And some of the issues have been so consistent. And the innovation which we are trying to achieve is should drive and improve the comfort factor in those restaurants by a huge margin. Now, oftentimes it's it's not the, the hardware solution uh, or even the payback that um, that will initiate a change. Oftentimes there's a you know the set of behaviors that a, a corporation or a site has is fallen through. And sometimes behaviors are, you know, they, they're, they're, they're not effective, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they cost them more, they're more interruptions, they're straining equipment. So I'd be curious to hear like a, a story where you walk into a site, met some initial resistance and were able to demonstrate value. Can you, can you think of one that would uh, help the, the audience understand butterfly and its value proposition? Sure. I could, I could uh, like bring up one which I'm facing right now <laughs> as of today. So 
we uh, as a company started thinking about how to improve HVAC. So in the past four years, we evolved from just putting a VFT on a fan motor through HVAC controls to a point where we buy HVAC systems from manufacturers like Lennox Carrier Train and replace them. One of the things I'm facing a problem is some of these restaurants are oversized in terms of tons. And uh, I'm trying to educate the folks and say, you are oversized. Can we, you know, cut the tonnage to what it, what, what it's needed because it's important for emissions? And instead of going with the legacy RTUs, I want to go with the VRF, you know, the VRF units with a dedicated outside air system which has heat recovery. So many of these restaurants have so much heat inbuilt, which we can reutilize. So by having this new technology in, right, or I call this new innovation in HVAC architecture from a legacy ton-to-ton replace, we could drive efficiency so much high. But since there's not a lot of visibility or a knowledge domain that exists on the impact of DOAS and VRF for traditional customers, it's been a quite a challenge to educate them. So an example, I can't name the customer, but <laughs> there's, there's a restaurant where it's 46 tons today, which is over a 5,000 square feet building. Energy intensive, I understand. 46 tons based on the modeling was overkill. So my proposition is we put in 18 tons of VRF with 5,000 CFM dedicated outside air unit with heat recovery. This system will cut not only cut down from 46 tons, it go down to 18, improves in efficiency, achieves savings. You're bringing in so much outside air, which improves the comfort. So overall, there's so many benefits out of it, but it's been quite a challenge to, you know, educate the customer on the impact it can bring. To the restaurant. So, Vishal, you talked about educating the customer, and you also talked talked about VRF. So, it seems like you're moving into what the utilities would call electrification, which seems to be the trend, especially in Massachusetts. And also, can you explain a little bit about the service that you offer? And it's my understanding, energy as service typically no upfront cost, and then the kilowatt hours of therms you're displacing, you're selling them back to the customer at a lower rate than they'd have to buy them from the utility. I think that's an important concept here. So the first the first point, right? Today, a customer can sign up with us. We do our initial walkthrough. We identify the problems and we resolve them and we improve the efficiency. They, the customer don't pay a dime to us on the equipment. We own it and for the period of our contract. And we don't have like these sell back. Instead, we came up with a different concept is we wanted we want the customer to drive efficiency as well. So if we hit a certain level of efficiency and we go beyond that, whatever savings is, we share it with the customer. So it's a unique model where we don't sell back or anything. It's just like we want the customer to be part of this journey as well, which is, we are here to improve the world. You are here to join us. We are in this big moment where we are going to change the world for better. 
So I assume that we only need customers. You only Butterfly only needs customers that, want, that are willing to change the world. Our, I mean, yes. And also we want the customers who even wants to, but don't have the money to do it too. You know? yeah. <laughs> the, the better way to put it. Well, I mean, we've hit, you've hit on this, but the, you know, so, so many times you, you can have a very good economic value proposition. You can you can improve the the quality of the of the environment, increased airflow. But there's a you know there's a resistance by energy managers because it's not in their experience to use an undersized system, right? Yes. So they say, well, you know, I I can't do that. So that is the challenge, like changing minds and hearts. It is quite a challenge, and uh, the key the key of the key for success here would be for the industry as well. Because we are we have customers across forty nine states in the US. We're not just northeast based, but we are completely all over the US. So we have different climate zones, means different challenges in terms of architecture for us. You know, you get to use different equipment. The resistance can be overcome, you know, by proving like few sites and say like, hey, here is a model that worked and you could scale it across. The real winner would be scaling it everywhere <laughs> so um vishal we as we try to keep these to 20 minutes and get everything i want to say is, is there anything that uh, we haven't covered that you want to make sure that folks understand about butterfly sure at butterfly we drive innovation in a way where like we want to change the world for better through energy efficiency but there's one point i, wa- I do want to make for all the professionals who are in the energy field right Let's move away from our traditional thought process and think about the different approaches we can take to improve. That's what we're doing at Butterfly too. And the biggest thing we believe is nothing's impossible. It's just we haven't figured it out. There is always a better tomorrow. And we believe that and we strive to achieve that. Ron, how about you? Anything that uh, is on your mind? No, I think uh, you're offering an exceptional service here, especially that mid-sized customer, which they're often overlooked. You know, the utility may have a small business program, but that mid-customer, they're not big enough to get a lot of attention. So you seem to be filling that void in the marketplace. We strive to do that, Ron. <laughs> well, Vishal Patwari, lots of good stuff going on. Really appreciate you taking time and sharing the, the butterfly story with us. And thanks for you know promoting the AAA and the development of the profession. It's a, really a key aspect. Thanks, Leo. Pleasure is mine. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. So, um, Ron, uh, anything we uh, we need to know as we, we move forward to our uh, AAA and into the, the 2023 year? Yeah, we uh, our next guest, I believe, is Jackson Stanley, and he's going to talk about new age nuclear, if you will. So I think we'll be recording him soon. As always, there's, there's spots in the calendar. So if folks are interested in being part of Energy Matters to you, Absolutely. please join us in our, our seventh year at this uh, at this endeavor. So on behalf of Energy Matters 2, my name is Leo Ryan, my co-host Ron Galuli. Uh, the special thanks to uh, Vishal Patwari and, and Butterfly. Uh, remember that there's, there's work to be done. Go make a difference. Yes. Support for Energy Matters to You comes from Rise Engineering, Raytheon, Mechanical Insulation Solutions Network, AHA Consulting Engineers, GDS Associates, FMC Technologies Incorporated, Acela Energy Group, Lidos, Conservation Solutions Corporation, Energy Management Associates Incorporated, New Ecology Incorporated, Sane Engineering Associates Incorporated, and B2Q Associates. 
For more from Energy Matters to You, visit aeenewengland.org slash podcasts. For more information from the Association of Energy Engineers, New England Chapter, visit aeenewengland.org.